Five, I'm Carly Iacono, and tonight's episode is for new investors. If you're contemplating your first real estate purchase, this episode is for you. We're gonna run through why real estate has historically been the best way to create wealth, and then go through some of the terminology that you need to understand as you begin to evaluate real estate investments. Let's jump in. First, why real estate? Number one, it is an outstanding way to create passive income. Many deals, especially net lease properties, will be self-managed by the tenant, meaning the tenant will pay all expenses and manage the property, creating a wonderful long-term investment income stream for you as the property owner. Number two, there are significant tax benefits to owning real estate. Obviously confer with your CPA to drill down into this more, but depreciation and interest expense deductions can be an outstanding way to shelter investment income, thereby boosting the amount of money that you can take home at the end of the day. Number three, real estate is typically a lot less volatile than the stock market. There are long-term leases with structured rent increases, and you really can model out your investment over a very long-term um, time horizon. So you can get away from some of the instability that we're seeing and have an investment that you really can depend on. Number three or four, it is an outstanding time to make leverage work to your benefit. Right now, interest rates are historically low. We do expect that they're going to stay that way for the next few years. So adding conservative leverage to your deal can really boost your return on equity. And last but not least, real estate can be an outstanding hedge against inflation. Like I mentioned, many of these deals have structured rent increases throughout the term. So your net operating income will be actually increasing over your whole period without you really having to do anything else with your investment, thereby outpacing inflation. So those are some of the key considerations. Now let's jump into the main terms that you're gonna hear to give you a baseline understanding of what these terms mean. The first is cap rate. Cap rate is an excellent way to compare deals against different markets, different tenants. Cap rate is your unleveraged return in year one. It's calculated by taking your net operating income divided by the value or purchase price of your asset. So NOI divided by purchase right price is your cap rate. Cap rates in today's market are anywhere between five and six and a half percent for a long-term stable net lease deal, which equates to five to six and a half percent unleveraged return on your money. Backing up a step, NOI or net operating income is your actual money that you're going to take home after all expenses. Now, again, in a true net lease property, the tenant will cover all expenses related, so that will equal the rent payments from the tenant. If you're considering apartment buildings or industrial or one of the other asset classes, that will not be the case. So you want to be very clear on what your true net operating income is on the investment, which may be very different from the rent payments from the tenant. The next uh, term you'll hear is loan to value. This is exactly like what it sounds like, the amount of loan to the value of your property. Most banks right now are comfortable lending in the 60 to 65% LTV range, which means that you really need to budget for 35 to 40% down on your investment property. Now, are there outliers? Of course. Sometimes you'll see a 70% loan to value or 75% 
or certainly lower. But as a rule of thumb, plan on 35 to 40% down and a 60 to 65% loan to value. The next thing you'll hear is your debt service coverage ratio. Your DSCR cannot be below one because that would indicate a negative cash flow on that pro property. Most banks are gonna look for a 1.15 to a 1.35% cover, which means that there is enough cash flow from the tenant to pay the debt service and then you as the investor will have some left over. So DSCR is basically the coverage of your loan payments based on the income coming out of the deal. Next is amortization. Amortization is how your payments on your loan are spread out over the term of the loan. Typical amortization schedules are 25 to 30 years. Now do not confuse this with the term of your loan, which is often five, seven, or 10 years on traditional bank financing. So if you have, for example, a seven year loan with 30 year amortization, at the end of those seven years, you will need to refinance because you will still have an outstanding principal balance due. Next thing you'll hear is depreciation, which we touched on. That is the expensing of the fixed asset over the useful life. There are some phenomenal benefits to depreciation in the tax code right now, and a lot of ways that this can be handled. So talk to your CPA about bonus depreciation, accelerated depreciation. There are a lot of ways to handle this that are very favorable uh, in today's tax code. Who knows after the election if that'll be changing, but right now it's phenomenal. And last but not least are your different lease types, triple net, absolute net, gross lease. These all relate to your management responsibilities and are directly tied to what obligations the tenant has. It is really important that you understand these differences because they will not only affect your bottom line during your hold period, but also your resale value on your investment. We are just scratching the surface here. If you're a brand new investor and you'd like to consider your first real estate purchase, please give me a call. I'm happy to walk you through further. That was Siri Fast Five. I'm Carly Iacono. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you.